Are you struggling to pay for your IVF treatment? Access My Super is here to help. At Access My Super, we understand that your fertility process can be expensive and take time, which is why we are here to assist you in the early release of your super to help pay for your treatment. With a one-off fee of $549, our team will handle your application no matter how many cycles you go through. Visit our website at accessmysuper.com.au or contact us on 1-800-845-121. Hello everyone and welcome to All About Fertility podcast. I'm Ella, your host. Today I am speaking with Samantha Payne. She's the CEO and co-founder of a charity group called Pink Elephants and they support women and their families going through or who have experienced pregnancy loss. Now pregnancy loss is one of those conversations that people tend to shy away from but yet so many women experience it. So today we're going to hear about the wonderful support that Pink Elephants provide. So Sam, welcome and thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Hey Ella, thanks for having me. My pleasure. So if you could just tell us a bit about yourself and Pink Elephants because it Pink Elephants is much more than a support group. Yeah, um, I think that was a description that we came up with four years ago and it has, it's absolutely grown. It's such a different thing now. Yeah. Um, so I founded Pink Elephants through personal experience. So in between our two children, we suffered two miscarriages um, within mm. one year. Oh, gosh. Um, it was a really, yeah, really difficult period in our life. And I was really unprepared for the lack of support. I actually searched and tried to find somewhere I could feel like I fit where there was emotional support for me. And there just wasn't anything specific to early pregnancy loss, which I really Mm. struggled with. Um, Thankfully, we have now created that organization. And what we do is we provide yeah a lot more than just support groups. But that is one of our core offerings is that we have beautiful, safe, nurturing online communities, which are separated according to different um, areas. So we might have one that's for the early stages of grief. And then we would have, for example, a pregnancy after loss would be a completely separate group because they're very different parts of a journey, um, but they all need support. So we have our online communities, which can be accessed via our Facebook page. Um, But yeah, we've grown so much. We now also have a beautiful suite of resources on our website, which are available to download. And they're all around walking you through early pregnancy loss. And they're also for your family and your friends who are struggling with what to say to you or how to support you through this. We try to help them with that because if we can empower people to have difficult conversations around this taboo topic, then we Mm. know that you better access to support so that's really critical to what we do Um, Mm. and then in the last couple years we've also launched personalized peer support so we now have this absolutely beautiful program we connect women who've been through loss to mentor other women who are currently going through loss Um, Mm. and that's growing from strength to strength that program I'm really proud of what that offers it really offers that meaningful connection with someone who just has the empathy and understanding from lived experience and that's so powerful and makes such a difference. So, yeah, we've got a lot going on <laughs> at the moment, definitely. Yeah, it sounds like you've got a well-thought-out support program that supports every area, um, which is fantastic. Now, you mentioned your own experience that led you to creating Pick Elephants. Now, are you able to share your story with us? 
Yeah, sure. Um, so we had Georgie um, at the time, who was nearly two, and um, we fell pregnant and we thought automatically this would just be baby number two. Mm. Didn't really understand what miscarriage was. I had an understanding that one in four pregnancies end in loss, but the way that I think, I was like, well, I've got a 75% chance that this one's going to be fine too. Mm. Why would I think any differently? Mm. And then we had a scan and there was a heartbeat and so we shared our news and then a couple of weeks later we went back for a different scan and we took Georgie to the scan with us expecting to show her her little brother or sister on the screen and instead we were just met with those awful words that far too many women have heard and it's I'm sorry there is no heartbeat Um, and it's just devastating. It feels like a trap door open up beneath you and you you just fall but there's there's no one there to catch you or there wasn't four years ago before pink elephants existed and so it was a really difficult dark period but I kind of felt silenced by society so no one talks about miscarriage Mm. and I am a talker so I started with that and it was as if you have your DNC on the removal of your baby and then that's it you're expected to be better a couple of days later Mm. so I internalized feeling I put a brave face on it pretended I was okay and just continued on with Georgie Mm. and then a few months later we fell pregnant again um and so we were okay we've had our one in four understandably I was anxious but I was like tried to rationalize it that way Mm. we had a strong heartbeat at an eight week scan which then means you've got less than a two percent chance of miscarriage so we were really really buoyed by that um, but unfortunately, a couple of weeks later, I started to bleed mm. on holiday. Mm. Um, and that was, I just knew you kind of had this deep seated sense that you'd already lost this baby. Mm. Um, so then I had what's called a natural miscarriage with that baby. And I passed that baby alone in the shower oh. at three o'clock. In the and it was traumatic. Mm. It was really bloody and gory. Mm. And that made me very angry because I had to make the decision as to what to do with the remains of the baby, was it to flush down the toilet or did I keep it and take it to hospital for testing mm. because this had happened two times now. And I just remember being really, really angry mm. that this was so unfair, not only that this was happening to me for a second time mm. and that you're losing absolutely everything that you want, um, but also that, again, no one there to hold my hand. I, the only place I could turn to was Google. And I was like, this is ridiculous. You're told to look on google for medical issues most people with common sense know that even though we all do right i get that i was going through something as dark and as awful as this and the medical system knew i was going through a miscarriage and i hadn't been offered any support whatsoever um so yeah i just that made me really angry and that was then when i knew that no matter what whether we went on and had another child i wanted to do something to make a difference and that's when the start, the seed of Pink Elephants, if you like, started in my head and started to think about what it could look like. And we, I began to research. Um, and then I was really fortunate. I connected with Gabby, who co-hosted Pink Elephants with me. So Gabby had been through her own journey of losses. Um, and she agreed that there was nothing out there. Um, so step by step, we just started to build the Pink Elephant. So I was really lucky that I went on and I had another pregnancy who is now Johnny, who is three years old. Uh, yeah, incredibly blessed. But it also highlighted yet another point of the trauma was that pregnancy after loss is ex- it's mental torture. There is not a day goes by where you don't believe you've lost the baby again or that you 
feel immense fear that you're potentially about to go through another loss. Um, and you, you find it really hard to attach. Um, there's just so many triggers throughout a pregnancy after loss. And again, an utter lack of support for that community. So that's also a bridge that we wanted to build with Pink Elephants. Yes, we will absolutely hold and support you through those early stages of grief because that's why we exist. But what we want to do is we want to support, nurture and empower you past that. So what does preconception after loss look like? Because again, to make a decision to try for another child, knowing that you might possibly mm. have another loss is much for some people and they need to be supported throughout that. And then you get that positive pregnancy test and you're not filled with joy. Mm. You're filled with fear, but you do feel some joy. You can feel two emotions together, but there's just... Again, a huge gap there. So what we want to do is ensure that right throughout that journey, we can be there alongside you and make sure you're not alone. That's amazing. I Look, I, I haven't experienced um, pregnancy loss, but, you know, I can imagine the pain and grief someone feels, and especially if you can't find that support. So, you know, what you're doing, you and Gab are doing, is just amazing. Are you in hospitals around Australia? And how can someone find you if they need that extra support? Yeah, so we print and distribute um, a few of our resources to try and build that clear referral pathway for support because we identified again that if people don't know that we exist, how can they access our support? So we have a beautiful lady, Katie, who's one of our most amazing volunteers and really should be in a paid role, but um, the funds don't aren't quite there yet. Um, but she's an ex-nurse. She's had her own journey of pregnancy losses and years of IVF and has now four absolutely beautiful children. So her way of giving back is to basically ensure that our resources are in all the hospitals nationally. So we are definitely across all of the New South Wales ones. We're working on Queensland and Victoria. Um, we have quite a few in South Australia as well and ACT. So we're great in that way um but yeah it's a really big point for us but not just hospitals also gps um again many women because it's nearly pregnancy loss are not quite under maternity services yet um so sure that gps know about us and that they can reach women that way as well miscarriage and early loss isn't really discussed especially in the workplace and i remember years ago now um I had a colleague who lost her baby. Um, I think she must have been about maybe five or six months into her pregnancy. But the messaging around her loss was, you know, don't say anything. And I think at the time, um, you know, us girls, because we had gone through that journey with her, really wanted to support her. So Unless that message came from her, then absolutely advocate that because it's a personal choice. Maybe, maybe. However, you know, she was open um, and perhaps maybe just to certain individuals. However, I do think that management didn't really know how to address it. Yeah, that's really common. Yeah, I can imagine that's the case. Um, Look, recently I have uh, touched base with a few women friends who have miscarried and You know, they didn't say a word to HR or to their managers and they just continued as normal while grieving their loss. Um, I know that maybe one of them had taken holiday, um, that that day holiday. And 
someone who's come from a background in HR, I know that most companies don't have policies around miscarriage and early pregnancy loss, but I'm really hoping that's going to all change with a program that you've developed and it will start the conversation. Can you share with us um, the Pink Elephant Fertility in the Workplace program? Yeah, absolutely. So this um, this program is one of the programs I'm probably most proud of because it takes pregnancy loss into a different space. It also involves um, fertility advice as well because we know how closely linked the two are. Um, so the idea is that we get to champion the positive change that's required within workplaces through this program. And that just ensures that not only do we reach new audiences of women who might not have found us through health service referral pathways, but it also ensures that things like legislation, policies are in place that protect women and their partners who are going through this type of loss by providing them with bereavement or compassionate leave as opposed to sick leave. You are validating that their loss matters. You are validating that they're experiencing real grief. And that's Mm. the beginning of a really healthy healing journey and is really important. So we absolutely recommend and we offer policy change advice to ensure that workplaces can do that. But then over and above the policy change, what we want to do is provide all workplaces with clear resources which educate and train their people into the impact of pregnancy loss and fertility challenges, but also what it does is provides them with what to say to support someone through loss. So it's a real clear output-based program. It's short. There are the videos, the resources that we provide are clear, easy to understand at many different levels. For example, we've got a manager for a video, sorry, a video for a manager, which talks them through. Someone on your team's come to you, they've confided they've had a pregnancy loss. How do you guide them through this? What kind of conversations should you have with them? What should you be saying to them? What should you not be saying to them? Which is really, really important because Mm. we hear terrible experiences within our community where managers have minimized grief. So saying things like, at least it happened early. Oh, gosh. Aren't you over this yet? (laughs) Which is just, um, and that happens far Mm. more than we'd like to think. So yeah, we provide tools to ensure that that doesn't happen. And um, we've just closed off a survey with the University of Sydney um, all around pregnancy loss in the workplace. And we'll be launching those results in October this year. So some really strong findings have come from that to support our workplace program. And um, since launching the program, have you found companies are changing their policies? So we've got early adopters of workplaces such as Minter Ellison, Tabcorp, who've adopted that policy in advance of any legislative change, which we're really proud of. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, So if someone is listening to this and they need to get in touch with someone for support, how can they find you? Absolutely. So you can find us in two two places. The first would be our website, which is miscarriagesupport.org.au. And if you click on peer support, you can then make a booking to speak to one of our peer support ambassadors, and that's completely free. Or you can click through and join our online communities where you can be in a safe, nurturing space with others who've gone through this. Um, And you can also find us via socials, which is at Pink Elephant Support, and all of that support can be accessed there as well. Oh, great. Beautiful. Thank you. Um, Look, I love what you're doing, and... We all know that the support is much needed. So uh, thank you so much for supporting. But I can imagine as a charity, support for you guys is essential to keep running. 
Um, and I missed your last event on Sunday lunch with Bottomless Prosecco. Um, now, are you planning to run another one? And how can people support Pink Elephants? Yeah, absolutely. So we offer the circle of support to women who are going through this and their partners um, at no cost to them because we genuinely believe at that point you deserve someone to wrap their arms around mm-hmm. you and just carry you through this. So we are a registered charity. We have DDR status, so we're extremely grateful for any donations and they are tax deductible, at which at this point in the year is really um, important. Um, so if anyone would like to make a donation, please head to miscarriagesupport.org.au and you can make a donation there and know that for every $27.30 we receive, we can support another person throughout all mm-hmm. of our support programs. So it's incredibly powerful for such a small amount of money. Um, and then we do have Pink Bubbles that happens in October because October is Pregnancy Loss Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. It's an incredible event. It's a real it's a celebratory event, which might sound quite strange considering the space that we're in, but it's a celebration mm. of our circle of support and of the strength that women show time and time again to go through this um, and how courageous you are. So we, it's a really uplifting and empowering event. Um, yes, it has lots of bubbles, which is uh, mandatory. Mm-hmm. Out with your girlfriend. So yeah, keep an eye out for that. If you follow us at Pink Elephant Support, you will keep be kept in the loop as to when that's coming up and when we start to release tickets. Because they, I think last year it sold out within literally three weeks. So it was oh, real- fantastic. <laughs> right. Yes. So good. Sam, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Um, Look, you are a true inspiration. And I just, as I said, I love what you're doing. And giving that support to women and their families and showing them that someone cares is just wonderful. Excellent. Thanks for having us. We really appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, Sam. Now, if anybody would like to discuss the topics on today's episode, please head to the comments where Pink Elephant's details are. Thanks for listening, everyone. And until next time, stay safe.